Ladies and gentlemen, very welcome to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. It's a big pleasure to have Neil with me. Hi, Neil. Hi, Gregorio. Thanks for inviting me to do this with you. Thank you very much to you, Neil, to be here with us. As usual, um, I don't begin with a long introduction because the best way to introduce yourself is that you explain what you're doing and you are, you, who you are. I am sure everybody knows you, but a short introduction from <laughs> your side would for sure help the audience. Sure, sure, sure. That's great, Gregorio. Um, so uh, my name is Neil Skehel and I am the CEO of Awards International. I'm sure some people will know me. Uh, I'm not sure many people will know me. Awards International uh, specializes in business awards. And uh, we are uh, the uh, one of the only organizations in the world that uh, specialize in, in business awards alone uh, and because of uh, because of the independence, because uh, we want we are an independent organization. Uh, uh, giving, uh, um, organizing awards, award ceremonies and other activities related to that. Uh, thank you, Neil. And um, I can say that I, we get, get the first time in contact roughly three or four years ago with the first International Customer Experience Award. I was participate, participating as a participant and now in the meantime twice with really good results. And last year I was a judge and mm -hmm. International Customer Experience Award. And really you are providing an outstanding quality of these awards. And therefore I am really, really happy to have you on, on, on this show. But perhaps let's really start with the discussion. We can explain a bit to the audience and understand how did you came to this idea to create such a company? Okay, um, well, uh, I won an award. In 2006, I won an award from the British Computer Society uh, for innovation, uh, actually. And uh, I was nominated uh, by our head of IT at uh, corporations, McDonald's, because I was a sponsor of a program called Online Quality Service and Cleanliness. And we basically uh, rolled out a lot of measurement tools, a lot of uh, stuff to uh, stores to, and, for, and for our um, uh, consultants, our field services consultants. Anyway, so I won the award and at the award, I was uh, sitting next to a guy called Don Hales and Don, uh, uh, our former chairman, uh, um, he um, organized this amazing event at the, uh, at the Hilton Park Lane. And uh, I took my wife and uh, I, it was in November, 2006, yeah, and I won an award. So I sat next to Don and uh, I found out he lived about 10 miles away from where I lived. And uh, it, over the next year or so, we played golf uh, four times. And, but I also judged for him for the UK Customer Service Awards and the National uh, Sales Awards. And uh, they were great. I really enjoyed the judging. And, uh, I really, I really enjoyed meeting the other business people. So yeah, Don and I played a bit, a bit more golf, got to know each other better. And then um, he said to me, look, I think the Chartered Institute of Marketing should run an awards event. Do you want to work with me to put it together, Neil? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So we put together a proposal and we, you know, uninvited, we pitched to the Chartered Institute of Marketing to run their Marketing Excellence Awards. And they wanted to do it. And so we founded Awards International off the back of that. Incidentally, uh, 
Don and I, I remember the day we met to discuss uh, setting up the business and uh, we both came up with the same name at the same time. So we both had the same idea. So we were kind of, we gelled from, from, the, from the outset. And uh, yeah, so then we set up the company and we, we said, we, you know, the, the, the marketing, the Charles Institute marketing paid us to do it. And we used that to set up the company. That was actually 2009. Um, and I was an independent consultant. Uh, at the time, and in, uh, and actually, I went full time in the company in 2013. So it was a few years before we were able to go full time, as we built it up. Basically, it was a bootstrap. So um, uh, bootstrap startup, you know. And uh, yeah, me and Don set it up. So the reason why I and Don, I mean, Don loves awards. Don loves the fun. Don loved the fun that you have on the awards ceremonies. He loved working with people and the teams. And it, it was very nostalgic for him of when he was at Quest Media, his deputy manager director of Quest Media, and he ran lots of awards. And um, I, I got the bug from Don actually, uh, from judging. And then uh, when we started running our own events, it was fantastic. Um, but really it's the hidden, it's the hidden content in awards actually. People just see a ceremony, sort of glamorous ceremony, and uh, they, uh, um, you know, they think, oh, you know, it's all glitz and everything. But the content, the entries, the subject matter, you know, those are the things. What you got to, what you learn about business, those are the, what's going on beneath the surface. And of course, you know, we just put together this book thing called CX Inspired, which is best of 600 case studies. There's about 70 different case studies analyzed, which are actual evidence, actual practice, actual actual CX practice, you know, actual, actual, <laughs> not fictional, not theoretical, not, um, um, yeah, not mythological, <laughs> you know, like Virgin is a myth, <laughs> a great big myth. Um, although Virgin Money is a great company, I have to say, um, but not mythological, it's actual real case studies, real life business examples. And of course, you know, that's fantastic stuff, powerful stuff, uh, inspiring stuff often. Yeah, so that's how we went about uh, how I we went about setting up uh, Awards International. Of course, you will know, Gregorio. We were supposed to do this session about oh, I don't know, five six weeks ago, and I didn't feel in great spirits because unfortunately, um, um, we lost Don, and Don died uh, recently, which was very sad. Um, and of course, we're going to honour Don at uh, the UK Business Awards. The UK Business Awards is called the Dons. Uh, so we're going to have a eulogy at the UK Business Awards for Don. Um, and um, yeah, there's a few other things which might happen um, in the summer to, to remember Don when we can get back together again. Uh, but yeah, uh, sad, sad passing of Don, my business partner, our former chairman. Yeah. And uh, our co my co-founder, co-founder of Awards International. All the respect to, to him and, and his family for, for sure. This is really sure, not sure. a, a, yeah, a good moment. Thanks However, going back to a bit more our discussion, who was better at golf playing, you or Don? <laughs> Me, of course. <laughs> I mean, Don uh, was uh, 79 when he died. And uh, we, uh, you know, we, we were playing golf since he was, I've known Don since 2006. So I don't know, 15 years. So um, so he would have been 61, 62, goodness gracious, 63, which, <laughs> yeah, 
but I'm still better than him anyway now. I mean, uh, even 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 though I'm the same age he was then. But um, yeah, I, I, Don Don loved golf though. Don loved golf. Uh, th thank you, Neil. And uh, perhaps uh, to make that understandable, you said you started and then you you, you run the first award. And I can fully agree with you. This is an experience in the experience itself, participating to to an award, but then being at the ceremony, being the judge. It's it's really it's really great. To to make that under understandable, which awards are you offering? Where in which countries are you working? Sure. I mean, um, we run. I think our biggest. Claim to fame is the Customer Experience Awards. We launched the UK Customer Experience Awards in 2010. Or we held the first one in 2010. Probably launched it in 2009. And uh, we run the Gulf Customer Experience Awards now. We run the International Customer Experience Awards. The Gulf Customer Experience Awards in Dubai. The International Customer Experience Awards historically has been in uh, Amsterdam. We now run a Turkey Customer Experience Awards. That is, um, in theory, in, in Istanbul. Um, and... I think we, we've got another one in there somewhere. So the Customer Experience Awards is um, a, a cluster of, of events that we do around customer experience. Um, the, our UK Customer Experience Awards is the biggest uh, celebration of customer experience in the world every year. Um, we have about a thousand people uh, meet in Wembley. Uh, fingers crossed we'll be able to do that this year. So we also have uh, another cluster of awards called the UK awards which is uk business awards employee experience awards digital experience awards and we're going to be launching a new awards in that group soon and we have the uae we do the real estate awards we do the sustainability awards and we do the international business excellence awards in dubai and we're going to be launching more soon uh, more awards uh, and in more countries as well yeah I think this is also something extremely important to celebrate success story and to make some publicity advertising about this this great story. And these awards really help to get support in the yeah. company, outside of the company, in order to continue. Uh, you mentioned something that you did quite a lot of uh, awards in the last years, and now due to COVID, you were required to, to change also the organization. You went to from the in-person awards, that it's one thing, to the digital one. And I, yeah. again, it was possible for me to be judged at the, um, at, at the digital version. It means I was part of the International Customer Experience Award of last, uh, of last year, and you run that digitally. It was outstanding from the beginning to the end. It was really a great Thanks. experience, even if uh, we were remote. Um, how did you came to this idea and how can you ensure <laughs> to have this extremely high quality of what you're offering? Well, you're very kind to say those things. I'm sure uh, lots of other people have done a good job of running their awards online as well. Um, somebody did actually say to me that they found that the other day that they thought that the International Customer Experience Awards was the best uh, award ceremony they'd ever attended, the online one, um, which was really, really nice of them to say, which was, I was proud to hear people say nice things about them. I mean, Gregorio, I, I am astounded that we actually managed to pull off some of these events because I am notoriously chaotic um <laughs> and uh, but what what makes the difference and i think uh what made the difference for the international customer experience awards was the dream team which is the guys uh who uh, work for awards international the girls and boys who work for awards international um 
a lot of people said that the way that the uh, guys and girls supported the judges, supported the uh, the panels, the finalists at the event. I mean, we had 25 people working that day, all day, um, supporting the judges and that um, was outstanding. And they were all so helpful and also friendly. Um, and of course, our partners as well. I mean, we got Fred Reichel to do the keynote. And, you know, it was Greg Melia, who's the CEO of the CXPA, who um, who uh, suggested that we go for, for, for Fred. And Fred was just outstanding, you know, as a guest, the, uh, the guy who created the net promoter system, absolutely perfectly fitting uh, to be a keynote at the International Customer Experience Awards. And our host, Ian Golding, you know, partner for, with Awards International for a long time uh, in the UK, we promote uh, exclusively promote the Ian Golding uh, CX framework, with which is a training that he delivers. So our partners, our dream team, and you know the the software is not that fancy, to be honest. The software, is, I mean, Zoom is fancy-ish, but we integrated it with our own um, app for security. I suppose our software is quite fancy actually, but um, it seems quite simple now. But uh, um, that enabled the judges to judge in real time and us to collect scores in real time as well. So we were able to have the results as soon as the panel is finished uh, on the day. And, you know, um, yeah. So uh, does that answer your question? <laughs> uh, you, you answered my question and uh, you're really saying that you're surrounded of, of great people. And I think the people you mentioned also outside of your organization, yeah. these are the, the best of the best <laughs> on the market at the, at the moment. And and therefore it's, it's quite clear. But at the end, I think you have also a vision in your company and values in your company or something that really push to the to get the best result and to ensure that every de details is is perfect handled well that's very kind of you to say that is it's um it's um again i can only say that uh during uh the pandemic you know you know it was a shock at the beginning for everyone you know it's it's no um, that's a, a sort of understatement isn't it but Boris, uh, Loiper and uh, Ivana, uh, who's, uh, uh, they were managing the company. Um, most of us in the UK were furloughed and um, Alexander as well, he he, they were running the company. So they, you know, what? when did we go into lockdown? I don't know, 23rd of March or something. We had our first live event on the 29th of May. Um, that was our first, by the time we got to the International Customer Experience Awards, that was our eighth um our eighth online uh, uh, event yeah and then of course as soon as we could uh, we then held um uh the gulf customer experience awards in february live actually in dubai and uh, uh i think i went to that no i didn't no i wasn't allowed <laughs> i wasn't allowed to go that's right we're still not allowed to go um but yeah i mean they're good they're good um they got the momentum they planned it they practiced it they um, you know, they come to me for some ideas. I have a few crazy ideas and I just sort of go, yeah, let's do it. You know, and I'm quite happy to take risks. Um, I don't have to think about stuff for too long before I decide whether to do it or not. I mean, the, the customer experience awards, literally when I had the idea of doing the customer experience awards, it, it was a, it was a word that I had heard and I, and, and I actually developed a customer experience program in 2005 with McDonald's corporation. Um, so it was something that had been brewing in, in the background. I just thought, I don't want to launch a, a, a customer service awards. I don't think it'll have 
competitive competitive advantage. I think I think we'll call it the customer experience awards, and that's it. We just launched it. <laughs> but um, that was in there, yeah. But so I'm, I'm quite happy to take risks, and I back and I will back people. I mean, I've backed quite a lot of people, uh, and sometimes it goes wrong. You know, sometimes it goes wrong. I've backed some people, it goes wrong, but you know, you live and learn. And I love. And actually, one of the things that I really enjoy, and I, I thought about this only it's only recently that I sort of reflected and thought about why I'm, what am I like? You know, I don't actually think about myself like that very much, but what am I like? I like to, I like to nurture um, people. Uh, you know, it sounds a bit sort of, um, I don't know, I hope it doesn't sound pompous anyway, but um, I love, I love um, employing people. I love giving people uh, a chance of a, of a career. And we have got uh, some great, people working for us and I'm and I'm thinking today I'm just thinking today and thinking a lot at the moment because I'm not getting any younger I'm thinking a lot at the moment how can I how can I get that more out of them how can I get them to be more free how can they think and innovate and and get rid of me how can they take over and 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 not have to ask me for anything um and in fact my guy in Dubai, um, Alexander Illich, he's doing that. He moved to Dubai for us. We, we moved him to Dubai, if you like. And uh, he's now living in Dubai with his wife. And uh, so, I mean, what an opportunity we've given him, hey? <laughs> but he's also helping me, you know. Um, he's kept the company going in Dubai. He's kept the events going in Dubai through the pandemic. And uh, he he's he's on fire. He's on fire. So, you know, it's, it's, it's and, and, I haven't had to train him, you know. I haven't had to train him. He's a he's a he's a natural leader, so we've got someone good there. But he gets it. He gets it. He he kind of loves he loves the events, you know. He gets it. So promote the guy and give him an opportunity. And we've got other people like that. So I'm looking forward to seeing those guys, you know, doing this, not me, <laughs> next time, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Perhaps this is the true leadership, meaning that you really understood what what uh, leadership means, and it's it's your role that not everybody needs to come to you and to ask you questions because then you would be the bottleneck. But you empower people in order to to provide this quality. Some people would tell you that I'm a control freak, <laughs> but they're the ones who needed to be controlled. <laughs> At the end, I think uh, you, it's also the role of a leader in to understand how to help people and where to have a look or have a look into the details or give, giving the freedom the freedom to, yeah. to the people. But if you think about some of the people that I've given opportunities to, um, yeah, I mean, I've given them, I've given them, empowered them, entrusted them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Perfect. And, and perhaps also going through the leadership to your digital skills because you went from remote to digital and uh, what's the future of award international it's completely digital it's hybrid what's your view on that well i think uh, we're not going back we there won't be a going back to normal you know i love it when people say can we get back to normal um i think i think I think there's going to, you know, both. I mean, the international events, uh, you can get much greater participation if you can bring people into the event from around the world, from their from their time zone. 
So we're looking obviously at the International Customer Experience Awards in Amsterdam, which will be in uh, uh, November. And so uh, it's a good chance it'll be in Amsterdam. It's a good chance we'll actually do a live event in Amsterdam, but we will do it hybrid. We'll do it online as well. We'll do it, we'll, we'll do it like a Toyota, it'll be hybrid. And um, we will do, um, so the judging can all be done live, but around, from around the world. We, we did it before, we did it in 2019 actually. In Anita Siasios in Australia judged at the International Customer Experience Awards in 2019 from uh, Melbourne, Australia. And we had two finalists from Melbourne, Australia, from Australia in the 2019 International Customer Experience Awards. So that was that was a that was a head start. So that that, that but there will be people who will want to go as well. So people from the Middle East love to come to Europe. So um, they love the fact that the event is in Amsterdam. So they'll still come. People from Europe and, and Northern Europe love the Amsterdam thing. Uh, but, you know, maybe people from Australia, San Francisco, uh, you know, South America, maybe they, they will, will, will do it online as, uh, instead. So I think the viability of the, uh, the, the hybrid brings a great new dimension. I think also we'll do some events online only, right? So, uh, for example, the small businesses, small businesses, we're, we're doing a, the UK Business Awards at the moment, and it was free to enter for SMEs, and startups for micro business and startups it was free to enter uh, the process is the same the judging process is the same there is an award ceremony um, it's online only uh, but because uh, we want to uh, help uh, UK building back better we want to recognize identify uh, great initiatives and how people have survived and how they're going to thrive and that's what we want to do so uh, we're not going to, uh, so that there's, there's um, only an award ceremony. So it'll, it'll only be online. And, and it's also, you know, giving opportunities to business to show that they're award winning um, without all the expense and glamour of a great big venue. So we'll, we'll do it like that um, um, in future. Uh, um, and because obviously startups, um, uh, micro businesses can't afford three or 4,000 pounds for a table you know, and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah. So it's given us new opportunities. Um, and it's interesting, actually, the world of business has changed. The world of business has changed. We are seeing different revenue patterns, different way of purchasing and people buying different things. So um, a lot of businesses have been depending on sponsorship. Sponsorship's kind of gone out the window, but customers are asking for different things. Um, I'm not going to reveal exactly what, but um, we're seeing... Uh, revenue patterns and what people, what businesses uh, have got budgets to spend their money on has changed. So you asked me the vision for the future. It's, it's going to be about hybrid events, but I think there are new financial opportunities. There are new commercial opportunities. And so I think we're going through a process at the moment of, you know, replanning. We did so much replanning last year, you know, like we were doing so many business plans based on this scenario, that scenario, that scenario. But now we're actually sort of looking forward to the future and thinking things have changed. The old business model, it, there's no going back to that. So we need to think about the new business model and a, a business model going forward. So this is a chance for me. Uh, I, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, you know, let's make this the vision of my management team. Let's make this the vision of the dream team, not Neil's vision. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to hear what they say. And I mean, and they are, you know, certainly, uh, um, you know, 
interest in investing in these commercial opportunities. So it will give you a flavor of what I'm talking about. Um, you know, business is evolving fast. B business has changed at the speed of light in the last year. Um, we have progressed. Moore's law is out the window. You know, Moore's law is so that every 18 months or something, uh, chip, si chip size doubles and computers uh, uh double their speed or something, or half their price. That was it, half the price, twice the speed. So Moore's law. And it's done, it's gone. And Moore's law is too slow. <laughs> now Moore's law is too slow. It's, uh, it's uh, in the last year, I don't think we've gone 10 years. I think we've moved forward 15, 20 years. And a lot of people haven't quite maybe worked that out. And, but in, in certainly in terms of technology, um, the way the world works, um, the way money moves um, has just changed, accelerated. And there is this thing called blockchain, you know, and I don't hear too many CXs talking about blockchain, but I think blockchain, uh, the speed of change in technology, I think digital platforms, I think the, the world is, 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 is a different place. I think and I think business is different. Business is going to be different. And some people are still sitting there saying, you know, so you know, it's it's not it's not that much different to when I was a, a kid, you know, or or three years ago, or you know, my you know, independent consultants have left their careers and they're they're not no longer steeped in businesses anymore. And 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 because if you're in business and you're operating in business, you're seeing that. But if you're outside looking in, it's not so easy to see it. So uh, I'll be I'll be interested to see uh, where we go. Where we go. I'm very excited to get some news in future. <laughs> Looking forward. <laughs> to well, get... you know, we've got the Judge Club, right? So the Judge Club is an example of, you know, we did it. It's been a bit slow. But we we were going to do it before the pandemic, but it's a different way. It's a different way of 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 building loyalty and lots of, you know, LinkedIn is is a wonderful business tool, but my God, there's some junk on that thing, you know, and there's some. And, and I'm just sick of being spammed. You know, I love LinkedIn. I, I've sort of, you know, the last 10 years, I think I've stuck with, been there since the beginning. I think it's a great tool, but God, you get some spam. And it's also increasingly nasty, isn't it? You get some, get some nasty people on there, you know, and business is not about that sort of stuff. You know, you get people complaining about blokes harassing women on LinkedIn. I mean, my goodness, it's a business environment. So I think I think some I think that the Judge Club and I think things like, you know, Claire Musket launched Women in CX, which is this network. I think that there's some there's some interesting stuff going on there, too. So those kinds of things. But also the technology is uh, technology is just uh, moving on swiftly. And uh, like I say, blockchain is, uh, is going to be interesting. I think there's a lot of um, It'd be interesting to see, you know, the, the um, I think it's called Article 13, the European Union uh, copyright laws. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens because of that. There's a lot of plagiarism on the Internet. I get I read it. People, I, I mean, I write the content for some of our websites straight out of the top of here, right? Straight out of the top of here. And I can tell you now that none of that content has come from anybody else's website. And I go to somebody else's website and I read it there and I think. You're not very original, are you? Uh, but stuff like that has to has to has to, has to stop. And it's not only in 
it's not only in um, like awards um but uh, i think um i think cx i think there's quite a lot of um quite a lot of uh, it's very exciting time in cx to be honest there's quite a lot of people having the same ideas at the same time should we put it like that <laughs> no i fully understand what what you are saying and i also see quite a lot of these new clubs groups popping up and i i joined the um, the charge yes club. yes you posted this morning <laughs> exactly. because i, I like you. it i like it very much and and basically this is the, the feeling of the community being a judge Absolutely. and having the opportunity to have exchange yeah. with other judges yeah. and i know that there is something like an instance that's you that it's a world international selecting the people because on linkedin everybody can join everybody yeah. is a ceo Uh, if I look at the connection that I have, every third person is CEO, more than happy to have so many connections to CEOs, but I'm not sure that they are really all the CEOs of, of what they are doing or, or of, their, of their business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd like to post the other day, some woman in, in, in Asia took her baby to work and um, she never commented on it. They got 100,000 views. I'm absolutely convinced it's fake. I'm absolutely convinced it's fake. You know, and uh, I've had lots of uh, job app job applications from Pakistan since it was there. So <laughs> don't know why people message me about jobs. Anyway, yeah. My, my best example is the 25th of December. It's Christmas. I got a DM if I wanted to buy something. One day later, 26th of December, I already got a reminder. Did you check my message? Do you want to let's have a call this week? And say sorry, but I am on vacation. It's Christmas time. Why should I? <laughs> jump Did you reply? In? I hope you didn't reply. I hope you didn't delete. <laughs> sure. No, cool. thank you. Very, yeah. Thank you very much, Nal. I think we had the discussion about awards international. It's the audience got uh, an idea, and for sure, I will share in the in the notes also the the link to to, to the website. Now it's time to learn a bit better about you, and therefore I will ask some some question. Now we know that you like play golf, and you're really good at playing golf. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say I'm really good. You asked if I was better than Dom. <laughs> That's correct. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, how can you ensure to have a proper work-life balance or life work balance because you are doing quite a lot of stuff you have quite a lot of ideas you are you are involved in, in a lot of projects yeah i am um, it's a great question Gregoria, but i would be lying if i said i have got a great work-life balance so um i am not i think my kids would say i'm i'm always working um seven days a week uh, even christmas day but Um, because our company is in Serbia and Dubai and, and UK, you know, we don't even have the same Christmas as people in Serbia and it's not as important in Dubai. So, you know, sometimes you do end up taking messages on Christmas Day. What I would say, though, is I like my job, so I don't think about it like that. And when I do, I just turn it off. Um, but I have also got... Um, so, so there's a tip. Work for yourself. Set up your own company. And then you can you can turn it off when you when you've had enough. But um, it's been really difficult this year, last year, though, Gregorio, isn't it? I mean, you know, I literally some days I roll out of bed, have my breakfast straight to my computer, you know, and, and then working in the evening, fall off the computer and roll back into bed. You know, <laughs> you have to consciously decide to, to not to do that. I have got quite a lot of 
other interests. So, I mean, I met my wife at art college. So I was, I was actually an artist, a student, and she is an artist as well. So we both, you know, we like art and we, we like stuff like that. And um, I like to watch, um, uh, and it's quite a nice series on telly on um, Amazon Prime at the moment, actually. They've got a lot of, um, I've got the BFI, British Film Institute channel. And I love all the art movies. And I watched a movie about Egon Schiele the other night. So, you know, and, and I really enjoyed seeing his landscape paintings. I mean, Egon Schiele is famous for his... Uh, figure paintings but it was really nice to see his landscape paintings but I'm also um I like I like to watch films as well I'm really crazy about films uh favorite film is uh Snatch actually funny and I don't know if you know it do you know Snatch it's about diamond mm -hmm. but robbery it's a really funny funny film but I like I like classic movies as well like uh F Fellini and people like that Italian black and white movies as well but um I also play golf, play guitar. I'm, I've got a lovely garden, spent a lot of time in the garden. Um, I've planted probably a thousand trees uh, since we moved here. I've got 2000 plant bulbs arrived this morning, uh, which I got to plant out this weekend. So I spend a bit of time in the garden. Um, also, uh, we have, uh, we, my wife and I are encouraging a lot of wildlife into our garden. So it's really nice to see all the different wildlife in the garden. It makes you feel great hearing the, the bird song. We have hundreds of different types of birds or birds in the garden at any time. So it's just lovely to open the windows or in the morning, just hear the bird song. And, uh, and you know, we're in, rel relatively far from uh, the town here. So it's a very peaceful place where I live. So I'm very lucky in, in that respect. So that, that all helps. I mean, and when, last year I spent from March through to October, I, I worked outside nearly every single day, uh, which is just a nice thing to do, sitting in my garden, sitting outside with the Wi-Fi and so on. So I'm very lucky. <laughs> I'm very lucky uh, that I, I do those things and it, it, it makes you good. But also, I'm, you know, I've got my wife and my, I've got two kids. And during, um, my kids are, you know, not, not so young. My son is 29, my daughter's 27. Um, my daughter's going to Australia for four years to a PhD in August, but we managed to spend, she spent three months at home. Um, so that was great. And uh, that was, wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for working from home, you know, and she, she, she didn't have, uh, she didn't, there's no sense in renting a place in Norfolk. So she came home for a few months. And my son as well, he got caught here in December. Uh, he came for Christmas and then couldn't go back. He went from, December 23rd to March 8th, he started teaching again. Uh, his maths teacher in London, he went back to London. So I, I mean, really, I, 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 it was more than I could dream about to have my son and my daughter come home for a number of months, you know, and, and it was great. And it really enabled us to engage in a way we hadn't really engaged before and catch up and got to know each other a bit better. <laughs> Funny thing to say. But yeah, so you know, um, you know, having your family is in, and being in touch with your family and stuff is, is also good for your work-life balance or your mental, your well-being, you know. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, so I hope that helps answer your question to some extent. Yeah. Sure, thank you. And I think you mentioned two really important things. One is the mental health, because without that you cannot work. And the second one, it's it's the family. We have to say we are sharing the same values. My son is uh, four years old, therefore is always at home. But I really enjoy working from home because if I open the door, yes. then he's here and then and can join yes. enjoy time. Yeah, four years old. That's lovely. That's so lovely. What's his name, Gregorio? Eduardo. Eduardo. Lovely. 
Yeah, cool. It's uh, yeah. it's not always perfect, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> four years old. Yeah, that's, that's this so is part of life. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Are you guys still in lockdown in Switzerland? <laughs> yes, we are still in lockdown. Yeah, or it's well, a partial lockdown. Yes, yes. Today is the day when hospitality begins to open again mm. in the UK, and um, they can serve pubs and restaurants can serve outside. <laughs> But it's a bit cold at the moment. But um, I think a, I think in a couple of weeks they can start serving indoors if the numbers are right. And um, we're hoping. I think the government believes that by June the twenty first there'll be no social distancing. That was the aim. So um, I think we're all a bit skeptical about that now. Um, you know, I think the government started saying, well, you know, we're not so sure about these other variants. Um, and uh, we may still have mask wearing, we may still have to do some social distancing. But goodness gracious, do I need to get out? <laughs> we all need to get, I want to go, I want an office. I want my <laughs> office back. <laughs> an office is something, you know, it was, it's been great to work from home so much. And we've recruited new employees who I've said to them, well, you know, you're going to be working from home for the foreseeable future. And that's been fine. But you know what? They've all worked too many hours. We've all worked too many hours and we need to stop that. And we need to, you know, get back to the office or we need to get back to some more regular hours. And that's what the office brings. It is so many people have sort of talked. They talked last year about, um, oh, it's good that we're all working from home. You know, oh, the benefits for all employees are, are wonderful. But, you know, it's like everything. There are unforeseen consequences. And maybe working from home isn't all it's you know we thought it was going to be there's there's some real issues with working from home whether it is about your perception of the company you know your, your perception of um the profits that the company makes you know if a, if a company used to have a massive building in the city of london you know and it sells it and you now work from home who's going to get a bit of sh what's, what's that about how's that how's that work you know there's all sorts of things that um uh, identity um, you know, health and well-being, uh, communication, uh, loneliness, uh, empathy. <laughs> There's so many things that happen in a workplace, that a building, uh, that are not happening um, on, on in a remote environment. I mean, uh, sure, sure. So, you know, maybe people go to the office less often. Yeah, that's fine. That's a good thing. Less travel, less cars on the road. That would be lovely. Um, but, you know, you told me that one of the unforeseen consequences is that nobody's using public transport in Switzerland. So the roads are even worse than they were before, right? Yeah. Exactly, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, I think what, what you're saying is, is correct. And we have enough content for our next podcast <laughs> together with you. <laughs> but le le let's finish the first one <laughs> first. Um, perhaps is there a, a book or that, you say, that you're saying I'm reading or you would suggest to the audience? A book? Aha. Yeah. Uh -huh. CX3. I wrote the foreword. You wrote a chapter. <laughs> Thomas Fairben. Tom Fairben, our business writer, wrote a chapter. Uh, 24 years old he is and uh, loving his job. Into CX, into employee experience. Um, yeah, I'd recommend that book to start with. <laughs> Thank you for the advertising. <laughs> yes, I think this is I a have to say, one. though, my favorite book is called War and Peace by Tolstoy. Yeah, that's, 
Is that right? Yes. Tolstoy. Yes, yes, it's correct. <sighs> you sure? I was. Oh, that's right. Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings. See, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I read, I read, uh, I first read it in 2003, uh, and then I read it again. And I just love the story of Napoleon's march on Moscow and and what Kutuzov did and how Kutuzov was treated by uh, the Russian leaders. And it is such a, uh, a wonderful book uh, about, and about people, about the world, obviously about Russia. I mean, I read a translation, I didn't read <laughs> Russian, but there you go. There's my book recommendation. It's a bit of a long one, but um, it's, a, it's a good read. Thank you, Neil. And the very last question is uh, the gold nugget. It's Neil's gold nugget. It's something that we discussed or something new that you would leave to the audience. My golden nugget? Yes. Okay, yeah, cool. All right. So I think um, it's something that I find very hard to live up to myself. Yeah. Um, but I believe in it. I believe it. Yeah. And um, you have there's many different ways of saying it. But I think if what you recognize is what you get, what you recognize is what you get. Another way of saying that might be to say, you see what you look for. If you look for the positive in everything you will have a more positive life. If you see the glass is half empty, you will have a half empty glass. It's like people who complain. I read lots of people on LinkedIn complaining. They love to slag off or you know, berate a company delivering bad service. You know, it's easy. It's so easy. It's so easy and sad. Say something positive, you know, do something positive, see something positive, recognize someone for what they did, look for the positive, catch people doing something right. So, yeah, that's my gold nugget for a better life. Um, and for, my, for me, I want to do that more and more and more and more. Thank you very much, Nell. It was a great discussion with you. Thank you, Gregorio. Lovely to chat. And uh, I look forward to the next one. Sure. More than happy to have that and to have you on, on the show. And also to the audience, thank you very much. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Grazie mille. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.